Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Startup Tea by Startup Talkie. In this podcast we talk about anything and everything related to the startup world. This is your host Harini Rao and in today's episode we are joined by Snigda Kumar, founder and CEO of Cora Health. Hi Snigda, welcome to Startup Tea. How is your Saturday going? Such a pleasure to have you. Hi Harini, uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, it's a good Saturday. Uh, uh you know we are still pretty early age so we still work saturdays so i'm taking this out of office then we'll have to make it worth it <laughs> so do you guys do a 7 day week no no we don't do 7 days and especially i think the core team comes in 6 days right now because uh, yeah i mean we we still are pretty early in terms of uh, uh, going ahead with our product market fit so we need to spend a lot of time on the ground yeah so no worries i think most of us really like what we are doing so yeah i i wouldn't really complain on that front right uh, how big is your core team um so in terms of the core team i think we're roughly about 5 to 6 folks right now the extended team uh, is roughly around 20 people right now right uh, can you tell me how you and shrijit met how did uh, cora health take birth how did the, where did the idea come from is right so um both me and my uh, my co-founder we met in flipkart and uh, both of us uh, sort of really came together in terms of discussing sort of the health issues etc that we faced um in terms of that uh, you know i think there was a lot in common in terms of how we looked at sort of nutrition as a whole and also you know how we realized that that was central to probably everything that was happening in our life right so i was going through a couple of um say health issues in my time at flipkart and uh, i had a really hectic lifestyle and you know obviously i was not being able to prioritize everything that i had to do uh, you know up till that point i always felt that me not being able to prioritize is is completely a huge issue and you know i will later be able to prioritize this but i realized that you know this is what my life is i i love working i love doing what i have uh, you know what I, what i do on a daily basis i don't want to give that up but simultaneously i think uh, you know following a healthy routine was extremely difficult right in terms of putting a lot of time in getting your diet together understanding what you have to do what you don't have to do right so uh, both both me and shrijit discussed that a lot shrijit has you know uh, ibs and he has been going through this whole uh, sort of journey towards gut health so you know that sort of where we started chatting on this uh, what we finally realized is that uh, both of us were very woke right we we understood basic tenets of nutrition we understood basic things on what to do but we were still extremely unclear in terms of uh, you know what we were supposed to be uh, moving ahead with and i think the effort that both of us felt we needed to put on a daily uh, on a daily level in terms of uh, our nutrition and our health we felt that uh, sort of that was a lot higher than the simplicity that we were expecting to have only come into by now right um this sort of led us to thinking that i think all of us depend very heavily on uh, you know either certain doctors or experts or, or people around us uh, but we've not really ever tried understanding this uh, sort of as to how the uh, how nutrition individually is with us right everyone has a very personal journey with nutrition and and i think that uh, despite being say 30 35 years old 
most of us don't actually understand what food suits us and you know how we feel with them so that was a starting point uh, definitely in terms of the space we wanted to do uh, overall in this space we were in flipkart i i i was leading the same category in flipkart so i think from a supply side i did have a good understanding in terms of the sort of brands that are there in the market what sort of problems are they trying to face and also talking to these founders gave me a lot of understanding in terms of you know how they were approaching a sort of nutrition as well which is extremely exciting for me right because as a consumer i could see sort of the gaps where it were but when i was speaking to the supply side i could see that they were also mirroring uh, sort of a few uh, points that i had and 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 that's what really sort of you know excited me to take the plunge i took the plunge right before first wave covid right okay so, so it's a pre pandemic you know, idea it's 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 a pre pandemic idea we sort of took a few months to bring it to life so we came uh, we came to life around jan 2021 but yes uh, we sort of quit our jobs and uh, we were doing this uh, just a day before covid wow. lockdown happened so yeah i mean uh, it, it it's really funny because you know covid has extremely accelerated uh, uh, you know talking about this and and i think that's that's that people have also become very health conscious absolutely you know so i i think that that point of time when we decided to do this uh, we could feel the burning need but we were still trying to test the market out and you know just as probably the stars would align the inflection point also came for it in the last two years so you know probably we were thinking of a lot of questions that people would say but you know that a lot of people in india still don't think about health and they're okay eating a lot of people love junking the junking industry is you know growing year on year at like spectacular numbers um but i think that all of it sort of culminated during the pandemic and that also helped us Uh, sort of shape the gtm right because honestly when we started off uh, we were very open in terms of the go to market that we would do we we were okay going omni channel we were you know thinking of multiple routes that we would be able to do uh, or maybe go the health tech route or maybe go the omni channel route in terms of being able to give uh, a sort of you know this uh, information and services to the customer but the pandemic helped us shape the gtm in terms of being an e-commerce player because we realized that for a lot of the customers they were now coming more and more online right the total number of online customers i think doubled during the pandemic so we realized that this was a uh, this was especially um, i i think the right gtm for us to uh, start off with right now right so can you tell me a little bit about your customer ratios the gender ratios uh, the regions they're from and uh, the age ratios Absolutely. So I think what has been extremely eye-opening for us is that you know we've normally seen that health-conscious customers. The split is ninety ten, right? So ninety percent of the industry still lies in metro, and only ten percent of the industry has yet moved on to the non-metro space. And I'm talking in the consumer, uh, in the uh, sort of. Uh, uh, in the uh, in the packaged goods space and the nutraceutical space right 10% of the industry is currently in non metro but when we essentially started off our business first of all we could also see that uh, a lot of the brands were also coming and saying that you know they do get a lot of queries from tier 2 cities as well and when we started off we were absolutely blown away that 80% of our customers were coming from non metro so almost 80% of the customers were coming from tier 2 plus cities while as an individual city delhi and bangalore continue to rule the roost but you'll be amazed that our third city is lucknow 
and we have cities like Ahmedabad, Jaipur, Kochi doing really well for us, right? So in our top 10 cities, while you obviously have your uh, Delhi, Bangalore, Bombay, we also have a Pune, we have a Kochi, we have a, a, we have a Lucknow, right? And Lucknow is actually the top, it's one of the top four cities for us. Uh, so uh, that's been a, a completely eye-opening experience for us where we felt that, you know, these customers are still a little while away in terms of the customer education and you know wanting to spend their disposable income on these products uh, but you know I, I i think we were proved wrong in a very uh, in a very happy way um, in terms of the gender split uh, i'm again uh, super uh, excited to see that we're pretty evened out almost 40 percent of our customers are women uh, we do have a specific uh, focus on women's health um, you know, personally, obviously, being a woman founder and also being someone who has faced a lot of women health issues. I've had PCOS. Uh, I've I've not had much to talk about it with, you know, people around me. I, I think that there is this space in women's health where women don't actually have a space that they can own, right? Uh, there are very few portals also today that claim to focus on women's health, right? Where essentially... They say that we have all the products that a woman needs right from the time that they start menstruating to the time when they, you know, if they have complications like PCOS or, or, or you know, endometriosis or even all the way up till pregnancy and post-pregnancy and menopause, right? So there are very few portals which essentially are even putting this together and putting content out there in terms of being able to bring a lot of these uh, sort of, uh, you know, issues to light. So uh, this was something which was a personal passion project for me. Obviously, we are a health and a wellness platform, so we do everything. But it was extremely close to my heart to build something around women's health and uh, very happy to share that we've been able to do that. Right. Being, being a woman founder, what has your journey been like? Were there any challenges that you had to face? And now that you've reached here, how do you feel? Um, What's your favorite part about being a founder? Right, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, extremely happy to share that um, when I started out as a professional and I started out in sales and marketing so i was actually a person who was you know the area sales manager and i was i was properly in like fmcg sales right um i think the sort of challenges that i faced then where a lot of people would not talk to women where they would think that women would not be the one running the business i'm i'm so pleased to share that i don't see that absolutely now as a women founder i deal with almost 300 plus brands and i'm not talking about just the ecosystem where, you know, say, obviously the awareness of a women founder has really gone up, be it in investors or be it, you know, say in a, a lot of the uh, tech partnerships that you have. But uh, when I see and I speak to so many of these uh, sort of partners of mine who, who sell on my platform, I'm so amazed that, you know, I've seen that sea change in the last five to six years, where earlier when I was a sales professional and I was in a similar consumable space, people would just think that, you know, you need to speak to the male in the room. But essentially, uh, now when I'm a founder, people are absolutely happy to talk to me and they really want to talk to me. And I'm, I'm also very happy to share that I meet so many women founders in this space as well. Uh, so many of our products are actually done by women founders and not just, uh, uh, say, uh, you know, PCOS supplements, like, for example, Gynoveda or Roziva, all of these are run by women founders. But even when you go all the way to the spectrum where you see certain products like, you know, uh, uh, 
plant based protein powders and you see say uh, a sort of uh, you know uh, snacks and spices and all of this and we have a ton of women founders that we work with right so super happy to sort of have seen that shift in the ecosystem and also happy to see sort of the way now women run business and it's 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 taken a lot more seriously and it's it's taken like we you know sort of mean and understand business um in terms of what's my favorite part about being a founder uh i i think my favorite part is to be able to probably solve a problem that's been very close to me almost all my life um i think i am someone who has struggled with their health all their life i think i was probably 16 when i was detected with thyroid i was probably 17 when i had pcos and i'm 35 now so practically 50% of my life i have been in and out with doctors all throughout right and um, i just felt that at that point of time first of all you couldn't talk about these issues you did not have a place where you could go and find products for them you did not have a place where you could actually understand these products right so my my uh, i i think what what really heartens me today is that i am going to be able to hopefully solve something that will ensure people don't go through what i what i went through right because there so was also have deep understanding of the core problem absolutely and you know i i i'm not just talking from the supplement perspective i am taking it down to a very small level like you know uh, harini there was a point of time when you know i would go to dietitians and they would give me you know like bran roti to eat or they would give me these say oh you know you can only eat these five things because you have pcos and you know you need to get your thyroid in control and i would not understand why and i would you know sort of really struggle with my work i just started working in 20 2010 and i was trying to understand that you know how do i manage this because everything that these people would tell me to do would ensure that i would stay at home because you know you, you, a, a brand roti you cannot eat it after 5 minutes after it's made how do you take it to office you know and there were so many of these other things that would come up and i would just there was this really uh, uh, you know long part of time in my life where i felt that i have to choose between health and my and my ambitions that i cannot work and this impairs me on a daily basis to be able to do something and that's what really excites me today that there is a lot of innovation happening in products right like i there are products which are gluten free and the distribution is now something that we are aiding right platforms like us are aiding so for example if there is someone who's even in a small time of a small town of lucknow but she essentially wants to have products that make her life a lot more easier everything is available with us and we coach her right through it right and i think that's really exciting for me because i did not have that when i was when i was growing up and just to have that comfort i think you know just lets you lead a normal life and sort of lets you move on with life uh, in 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 a way that everyone else does and that's very heartening for me right do you have a, f- a favorite product uh so definitely for me uh, uh, you know uh, i have i've 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 had pcos so there are a lot of these products which are gluten free and i especially i'm a huge fan of bakery right like i i think as a person i've grown up eating a lot of bread so when i was told that you know you have to go completely carb free uh, i was just trying to figure out that first of all it's it's so convenient i can have it in like 5 minutes 
and then you know it's it's also something that i i've only always really liked the taste of so uh, there are actually these gluten free breads and these gluten free buns which are made from these sunflower seeds and multiple uh, seeds and uh, almonds uh, right they are my absolute favorite because they have absolutely low carbs they are extremely versatile you can have them for morning breakfast you can have them for your 4 pm snack and that also sort of fits right into my diet while you know also not taking away the joy of eating because you know i think this is something that we really need to talk about people like you know to have the joy of eating right they want to actually eat something that that means something to me and i think food is extremely emotional for people right be it something that their mom makes or be it something that you know they have grown up eating so for example for me i think i've lived in 12 cities right so for me uh, it just those childhood memories of what i used to eat give me a lot of comfort right so i think uh, uh, you know that is something that we can't take away from people and that is something that the industry is changing today earlier it meant that if you're eating healthy you will absolutely give up everything that you like right and i think that is something that is changing um, massively and um, yeah that's that's some of my favorite products as well Can you talk a little bit about Cora Health? What issues it's solving, and the biggest issues uh, faced by the D2C brands that you're working with? So we are in we are a vertical uh, guided marketplace. What we do is that number one for the customers, we help you decode these extremely complex nutrition labels, right? And I just want to take a second and talk about them. Nutrition labels befuddle everyone, right? Like nutrition labels have all of these words that you you know need to really go back and research and understand. And then you know uh, they are non-standard as well, right? Like somebody is using some sort of a, a labeling procedure and somebody is using another. Serving sizes are different all across, right? So you might think that. they've written that they only have 20 kilo calories or 100 kilo calories but actually they are saying that that is only applicable for 20 grams right so i i think there's there's this huge difference in terms of the labeling norms and they obviously is not that progressive in terms of having very very set norms there are a lot of claims made on products which actually do not have anything substantiating them as well so we take away all of this hassle and we completely simplify the nutrition label for you and then we essentially help you find products that are relevant to you right so first of all completely simplifying products so that if you want to choose them on your own just be rest assured it's completely hassle free you can find products extremely easily and secondly if you want some assistance in terms of understanding uh, you know what your health concern or what your health goal is you know you can speak to our experts and find products that are extremely relevant to you and you know uh, uh, sort of uh, build your own box from there uh, what we also do is that um, we equip the entire d2c ecosystem right so there are about 9000 plus brands that are there in the country today um, i i think roughly about under 100 are doing really well there are there's a huge number of brands which are still trying to reach to national distribution right they are obviously the ones that are not available offline because they're extremely small and batch manufactured and they are also these ones who while they are available online are not able to fight it out in terms of you know being getting that discoverability to the right customers and we essentially have a business model where we make the unit economics a lot more favorable for these brands and also solve for their discoverability and visibility to customers so we innovate in terms of being able to make the brands a lot more uh, discoverable and also to give them national reach at the same time so uh, uh, sort of this is what we're talking about 
while we are not a D2C brand, but if you ask me, the biggest challenges that we've seen D2C brands face is that you know it's uh, D2C brands are extremely passionate about the product that they build, right? They understand the issues in the current products, and that's why you know they're being able to bring in this innovation, and then they're able to elevate that to give a superlative experience to the customer, right? However, for a lot of these brands, uh, you know, the whole leg of distribution. and being able to reach the right customers is something that becomes extremely challenging right so there are three to four things here number one is that most of these brands struggle with reaching the right customer either online or offline because obviously offline uh, a sort of a uh, 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 setup comes at a huge cost which is something that they can't do and online as well you know there's there's a lot of fight in terms of getting uh, you know the right uh, customer to click on you and again these are people who've not sort of uh, taken those marketing lessons etc and it becomes challenging for them uh, i i think especially uh, specifically extremely important in the food and nutrition space is the supply chain i think it's extremely complex most of your products are fragile they have liquid you need to uh, sort of figure out what fits on the e-commerce uh, sort of setup right and, and and a lot of founders struggle with uh, you know sort of uh, this as well and also on the uh, sort of you know uh, complete logistics part to be able to figure out how can you ship the products to the customers without breakages without pilferages etc this is something that you know most of these brands are still figuring out right for example there are these uh, small nitwits of keeping your packaging product product weight between 700 to 750 grams so that your actual product becomes 1 kg right whereas a lot of these uh, founders create products which are 1 kg which then essentially go in the 1.5 kg weight bucket just because their actual product uh, weight is 1 kg right so obviously uh, there are a lot of these things that the i think these founders uh, find challenging and there's a there's a journey in terms of figuring it out and then coming back on track and which is where we try and support them right we we work extremely hands on with most of these brands and we speak to them and we assist them we're also now uh, in, we we've always been assisting them in discoverability and reach that's how we started the company but we're also now going into a space where we will start assisting them with supply chain and warehousing and logistics as well and that's something that we plan to do this year awesome and coming back to making the customer click uh, what are your top customer acquisition channels right so uh, in terms of the customer acquisition channel uh, you know because of the fact that it's been covid we've not been able to go uh, you know omni channel at all and see you know go to a lot of these places where the customers would be we have essentially uh, acquired channels primarily through performance marketing on google facebook and instagram and we do a lot of content uh, based marketing as well right so we almost have 300 to 350 plus blogs on the platform that we write uh, with the support of experts to be able to put the right content out there and we also do a lot of content on our social media where we you know either talk about the ingredient or we talk about a product and we do a lot of more uh, customer awareness from that perspective so uh, uh, as of now these have been the two uh, customer acquisition channels for us but we are also looking to go towards an affiliate model where essentially we tie up with people who have a space in the ecosystem and then sort of we are able to acquire customers through them uh if i'm not wrong you've raised uh, seed round funding ba- uh, in back in september so can you tell me about that yes, experience raised, what was that like yes we raised two rounds we raised a pre seed and a seed round our pre seed was in april and our seed was in september 
um i i think you know that experience was life changing right because uh, uh, both me and my co-founders all of us come from having you know very specified skill sets in what we understand right but uh, sort of i think investing and fundraising is a whole different ball game right because you're just not talking about how good your business is you have to now start talking about how scalable your business is right because you have to be able to give x percentage returns to your investors for them to be able to get a good deal out of this right and which essentially means growing at a certain speed consistently it also means being able to acquire x number of customers get profitable within a certain time space right and i think uh, a lot of people say that you should not fundraise too early on and a lot of people also talk about the fact that fundraising might put pressure on people i just think that fundraising if done at the right time and if done in certain amounts of funding right where you're not essentially going and obviously raising a very huge chunk it sort of pushes the founders to streamline everything right right from understanding your your next two months plan to your five year plan having a road map for that and also seeing how do you reach that in constrained resources and in available capital right so i think it's a very big reality check that you get that you know this is the amount of capital that you are raising right now which is that you can take into your company right now and within this capital where are you going to reach and then all your resources are sort of you know uh, centralized to that i think brings in a lot of focus as well uh, honestly the time that we were trying to reach product market fit uh, before 2021 we were bootstrapped right but i think that sometimes what happens is that you believe that you are doing the right thing and you don't have any checks and balances to tell you how fast you should be growing or how you know whether your growth is actually with the industry or not and whether you can actually scale faster right because you essentially definitely have these benchmarks in your mind and you want to do it at a certain pace which is also great right so then for a lot of people i think that that works beautifully but if you are actually uh, wanting to take up a sizable chunk within the market then the reality of that is that you have to grow at a certain pace and be able to acquire certain x number of customers by by time and i think that fundraising really puts all of those things in perspective right right so do you plan on raising another round soon uh so we are actually planning to uh, raise our series a round in the next couple of months uh again because we've uh, we believe that we have reached a a, a definitive uh, you know a, a medium to strong product market fit uh, uh, uh in terms of you know i think product market fit i've i've heard with the talk about this in a podcast as well i think product market fit is never binary it's never zero to one i think it's a journey and you go through that so definitely with each passing month i think our product market fit is going stronger and we do have a lot more conviction in terms of what we are building and we have been able to zero in on the customer right so very excited to be able to try and scale that so yes uh, hopefully in the next 5 to 6 months is when we're looking to be able to close the gap that's awesome and uh, do you plan on uh, expanding internationally as well um i think this is a really interesting point right so i think there are a lot of products that again um, uh, say uh, 
especially the ayurveda ones and our huge market outside um i'm also a very strong believer of the fact that there are a lot of products which are available internationally that indians would want in this space right there are a lot of say uh, uh, you know nutraceuticals and supplements that a lot of people would be wanting but that is something that is not available currently in india so i do see a lot of uh, uh, sort of um, uh, our focus in the future coming in terms of at least making that selection available to customers in india first and then obviously uh, uh, you know expanding to say geographies at least in southeast asia we keep getting a lot of demand from at least the gulf and uh, uh, southeast asia in terms of shipping say certain indian products there as well so we would definitely like to you know take up both of these in the future that's awesome and uh, before ending the podcast i want to tell you that i had an amazing time chatting with you no absolutely my pleasure thank you so much i think it was great chatting up with you um, i i i absolutely had a ball in terms of discussing my business with you and uh, i i actually really did have a great time and i'm looking forward to having you back with amazing updates positive updates yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think it's my pleasure i i, I think i'll be really happy to come back with certain a uh, sort of new insights and certain innovations that we've been able to put through sometime anytime in the next future super happy to come back and discuss them guys do check out kora health and uh, thank you so much for joining us see you in the next episode